Hi guys, good morning and welcome back to my new podcast, Housewives 411. If you are new here, then you should definitely check out some of my other content on my YouTube channel, Housewives 411. Um, but today is a serious topic. We're going to be kind of recircling back to my last podcast that I dropped with Melissa's Old Nose, where we just discuss the cease and desist I received from Margaret Joseph about a week ago. So if you guys are not up to speed, I would really suggest going back one episode and catching that. I know it's kind of long. It's an hour, but it's really worth it. It gives you guys a lot of great content and background to what other content creators have dealt with when it comes to some of these Real Housewives of New Jersey housewives. Literally trying to control the narrative, taking away our first offense, um, threatening us with with police reports, threatening us with warrants, just bogus, outrageous discrimination, all of it. Like she, it, it's really, really disgusting. And at some point, we have to wonder, like, who is giving this woman a platform? Um, before we get into today, I want to discuss um, Margaret's alleged lawsuit from her friend. They were her longtime friends, and. This is all in legal documents. I'm going to take a lot of this from The Sun and a couple of other um, references, which I will, of course, I'm happy to provide receipts. I love receipts, actually. I love facts. So um, all of that will be coming from facts. So there should be no issue with this podcast. But of course, just for uh, legalities, everything in this is alleged and for entertainment purposes only and yeah, so let's get into this. Um, first and foremost, guys, I want to read to you guys the cease and desist, uh, bogus cease and desist I received directly in my DMs from Margaret Joseph herself. This is initially what started all of this. This is Jessica cease and desist immediately tagging me in any of your business contacts from any of your accounts, Trayfab, cease and desist contacting anyone affiliated with my companies or myself. This is a crime. It is torturous interference. A criminal report has been filed and you've been contacted with a warrant. You have a criminal record already. I've tolerated your nonstop harassment thus far, but attempting to interfere in my business is criminal. Be guided accordingly, Margaret Joseph. First, I want to explain to you guys a couple of things so that we're all caught up here. They are accusing me of being the account Trayfab2022. Now, let me give you guys a little bit of history you're not going to hear anywhere else. When I first was doxxed, which means my information was released publicly on a Real Housewife of New Jersey pro-Melissa, anti-Teresa Finsta page, which I'm not even going to name because why give them any more clout? Um, I received a cease and desist from Mike Masco. I was very cooperative. I was nice to him. I took the videos down. But the next morning, for whatever reason, I also received a cease and desist from Envy. And um, they started to dox me. But at the same time, they were taking on Trey Fab 2022. For whatever reason, I think she had... I don't know if she had spoken out and supported me. I'm not sure of the dynamics. But they were commenting on her post derogatory things about me and so obviously she reached out and sent them to me and that is genuinely what started our friendship and she really stood up for me and took up for me in a time when I was not able to do so myself sometimes I was um upset I was like traumatized I felt so um like I advocate for people to get a second chance all day long. Like I work with room and in recovery. I'm, you know, the poster child for reducing recidivism, like the audacity. So anyways, guys, 
That's initially what started everything was the issues between Mike and Trey Fab. And they were in each other's DMs back and forth. You know, Trey Fab knows she's she's posted what she's posted. But it doesn't mean that you guys can just group us all together and call us the same people. Because here's the thing, guys. I had to make a deal with the devil because my address was posted. I have a child. Again, my address was posted to an account that was a pro-Melissa, anti-Teresa account. And I went into how it had my mugshot. It had my family um, address on it. I have a child. Most of you guys know that. And so sometimes we have to take one for the team, right? And so I took one for the team and I let Melissa. That's okay. We went into negotiations. I was very cooperative and I played stupid. But the same exact tactic that Margaret's using on me right now is what Melissa and Joe used on me as well. Oh my gosh, we're headed to the police department excuse me, department right now to file charges on you and da, 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 you know, all this crazy nonsense and just craziness because there's, you can, you can file a police report for about anything that you want. You know, you could say you saw Elvis and you want to file a police report, but you don't do it in a way to manipulate and lie and scare and bully people. And that's exactly what they did. And guys, like I said, I let it roll because I did three years in prison like you ain't about to pull you ain't really gonna pull nothing over on me that I ain't seen or heard before right but sometimes you want to be underestimated right because rule number one never underestimate your opponent baby number rule number one never underestimate your opponent so um I I let it go like I wanted my address taken down she you said she didn't run the account but she had control anyways it got taken down so that was my situation there but it was the exact same scenario where they were trying to say they were going to report me to franklin lakes police department and like just not like craziness really really craziness and again like i'm not posting anything that I don't have a receipt for. I'm not posting anything that's not in US Weekly or OK Magazine. I mean, they were upset about the Envy post, which whatever, I will give that to them. But I didn't make it up. It wasn't false, number one. And number two, I still took it down immediately. And number three, there's been plenty of other bloggers who have exposed the same thing and put it out there. Everyone knows now, right? So it just is what it is. But that doesn't mean that I have not posted about Margaret. I've not said anything about Margaret. The only time I posted about her was a video that she had done um, that was posted to iHeartRadio. And it was her and her mother and Lexi dancing around doing the Pat the Puss dance for her new uh, drink. That was it, guys. But Trey Feb had been posting um, and directing it towards this eyewear company that's went into collaboration with Margaret. And Trey Fab has every right to do that <laughs> if she wants to. The eyewear company is like Vicky Eyewear. I think it's V-I-C-C-I. Um, yeah, I guess they posted. I can't remember if Melissa's old nose told, this, told you guys this on the podcast or not. So if not, I'm just going to give it to you guys really quickly. Um, basically, this eyewear company posted on Instagram and they posted like an advertisement with Margaret, right? And the internet goes crazy. They're like, I, we can't believe you're having this lady represent you, yada, 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 right? So the eyewear company takes it down, they repost, and they leave out Margaret's picture. Well, of course, everyone, they still know, so they continue to comment. I guess the eyewear company went in, deleted the comments, blocked the people, 
and took the post down. So I'm not sure if that's true. Um, I reached out to them directly just because I felt like it was appropriate that everyone be aware of what was, you know, sent to me. And I think that it, it's okay if I'm being transparent about my history and my life and my job. And then then, then we're all going to be transparent. Then we're all going to be transparent, right? So um, I've emailed quite a few people so if any of you guys have been I've, I've said before guys if you have been victim to any of this please email me at healthwifehistorian2022 at gmail.com um, if you're interested in getting any of the email addresses with some of these NBC um, executives that work directly on the Real Housewives of New Jersey or ITV execs even though they claim they are not responsible for their talent that is their words not mine I'm happy to provide those to you as well um yeah, so if you guys want to, I, you know, sometimes I think it's great to have a presence and to be heard online, which is what we are doing right now. But at the same time, I think that it's important that people take the time to reach out to the networks and the executives directly because that lets them know how invested you are as a listener and a um a Patreon to the Real Housewives, especially the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Because here's the thing, guys. If they don't have fans, if they don't have viewers, they don't have a show. And going online to try to force and run a narrative on yourself and using bullying tactics and trauma and mental health and addiction and all of these different avenues to try to get what you want is unacceptable. We've seen Joe Gorga literally tell Jennifer Aiden to suck his you-know-what, and we heard no repercussions. These talent run amok in the streets of Instagram and Twitter and even sometimes in the streets of Manhattan. Yes, even in the streets of Manhattan, okay? They don't care, obviously. Like, they obviously, for whatever reason it is, they have, like, this thing with Melissa, Joe, and Margaret, and it is so tight that like nothing is breaking it and um again I think that because you have a different production company than Bravo sometimes Bravo's not aware of what production's doing and vice versa so that's why it's important guys that we email so that everyone's made aware because even though we tag things online we know that there are certain people that run the accounts of Bravo or whatever like they're they're gonna definitely not want the uh, higher ups to see some of this right so sometimes I think that's why our um things that we tweet or our suggestions or our opinions are are overlooked a lot because I don't think that is actual bravo reps likely uh going through the content and the comments and the tweets so if you have the uh follow through to send an email it can make a significant difference I'm just saying guys so um anyway you guys can get at me on instagram you can get at me at gmail um happy to provide those to you guys you guys can also pass them around amongst yourself if you've had your own experience i mean even if it was just a comment i had one um lady who messaged me and she's like literally all i did was comment something like pro Teresa, and i was um restricted the next day so again guys let me let me tell you guys someone's like how could they be doing that they have inside people Okay, they they have inside people. Margaret and Melissa share a PR person. You don't think they share other people? They do, and they share people in the tech world. Guys, they're not playing this game 
uh, the fair and clean way. Why would they do that? They can't do that because guess what? Freedom of speech says that they can't. And guess what? You don't, you don't want to be the housewife that's literally bullying content creators into running a certain narrative. Like, do you guys understand that that's basically making bloggers lie to you? Like, hypothetically, if they're in cahoots with Margaret, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm, like, independent from all of this that, like, I'm able to just give my opinions and, and talk about the tea that I want to talk about and I don't deal with any of the ins and outs and the, the the political of it all. I'm not sure, but it just seems really strange to me. Again, like, there's some Housewives accounts that are way bigger than me that say a lot worse things and, and it goes unnoticed. So are those accounts as big as we think they are? Is there a payoff going on? What do you guys think is actually going on here? Because I posted the DMs. They're real. You guys can see they're authentic. They're from her um, account. So there's no way that you you know can deny that that's the case. And you can easily go on to my Instagram and see that I haven't posted about her prior to that. You can go to my Twitter and see that. And you can go on to my TikTok and see that. So, I mean, and even if I had, here's the thing. You're on. You're a public figure on a reality TV show. You should be thanking me because right now you don't have anything going on for yourself, okay? I'm just saying. All right, guys, let, let's get into the juicy part of this. I want to talk about how Margaret had friends, lifelong friends that were a couple that were their friends, and they basically took $165,000 off of them, and let's talk about it. So I'm going to start first with... This article that I found um, that I really liked here. Okay, this one was, according to Radar Online, the Friends gave Bravo star Margaret Joseph and her husband $200,000 in cash that was supposed to be paid back within a year. But 16 months after the deadline, 16 months after the two-year deadline, when the money was not returned, the frustrated couple took legal action against the people. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, they also were sued in 2016 by a family friend named Lori Ann and John Wayne Sigley for failing to pay back a loan. So let's remember those two, Lori Ann and Sigley. And we're going to hop over to... uh, She also had a Capital One uh, suing her for not paying her bill of $800,000. And this is, again, coming from, this was like a weird place. Radar Online had uh, covered part of it. And, oh, battling so many financial issues, $200,000 in IRS IRS to the back taxes. Now, this one is from uh, 2002, April 14th. It's published from The Sun. I'm going to make notes of these that. <laughs> Never mind. It says pay up. RHO and J star Margaret Joseph orders to pay ex business partner 156K in foreclosure lawsuit. The Real Housewives of New Jersey star Margaret Joseph has been ordered to pay her ex business partner 160K. Okay? This says Margaret, 54, and her husband Joe were initially sued for 180000 February 9th of 2022. Um. For defaulting on settlement payments from a previous foreclosure lawsuit. Now, again, these are a different family friend. Plaintiffs Charles and Camille 
then asked for 165000 which is the outstanding balance as of February 16, 2022. The Sun can exclusively reveal a judge has ordered Margaret and Joe to pay the plaintiffs 165000 Attorneys for the plaintiff are also asking for Margaret and her husband to pay their attorney fees through a judge hasn't ruled on their request. The Sun can exclusively reveal a judge has ordered Margaret Josephs to pay the plaintiff 165000 k regardless on on the attorney fees so as the sun previously had reported plaintiffs charles and camille claimed they purchased two homes in anglewood new jersey now this is where the manipulation and the lies start allegedly to convince their friends we'll just call them mr and mrs a for right now their last name i'll just leave it out it's in the sun's paper if you want it um they can to convince the A's to enter into the agreement. Margaret allegedly said one of the properties could be quickly flipped for a profit. Margaret and Joe allegedly agreed they would purchase one property for 1.1 and the second, which is the home the RHONJ star fans live in today, for 1.8. The court papers read the agreement called the R's to provide $400,000 for the purchase of the properties. The A's eventually provided $440,000 to be used by Margaret and Jill. The Bravo Stars agreed to contribute $180K to the purchase price of the properties. But Mr. and Mrs. R claimed that Margaret and Joe bought the first home for actually... Oh my goodness, this is so ratchet. 1.5 instead of 1.1 and the second home for 1.8 instead of 1.4. The lawsuit continued that Margaret and Joe falsely represented <laughs> that there were no judgments against them when applying for the mortgage loans. Hmm. The lawsuit continued that Margaret and Joe falsely represented that they were that there were no judgments against them when applying for the mortgage loans. The court papers continued. In fact, between the two of them, defendants had judgments entered against them totaling over three hundred thirty thousand dollars that would constitute liens on properties if docketed, and they soon were after the closing. Let me tell you what this means, guys. I'm not going to tell you whether this is legal or illegal because I think all of you are smart enough to understand. But I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something. So this is alleging that in the civil lawsuit that Mr. and Mrs. A have filed against Margaret and Joe, this is not me. This is a report from the son, from Margaret and Joe's friends. Verbatim, quote, falsely, Margaret and Joe falsely represented that there were no judgments against them when they applied for the mortgage loans. In fact, between the two of them, defendants had judgments entering against them totaling over $330,000 that would constitute liens on the properties if docketed, and they soon were after the closing. So that means if they put a lien on your property, um, the lien has to be, like if you go to sell your house and you have a lien on it, the lien is the first thing that's paid, right? It has to be. So, um it really puts a whole nother spin on things when you go to sell a property because it certainly doesn't put you in the advantage point because you have a you obviously are having some financial um issues with the you know home or yourself or whomever if you have a lien against it right so i mean that's kind of pretty standard and that's why they ask these questions on a loan application but because it wasn't well, this does say when applying for mortgage loans. So this is probably a good example of what likely um, Teresa and Joe Judice, Juicy Joe, did. 
as minimal as that, but they went to press for it. So it says, um, the court papers allege the defendants did not make the mortgage payments required in connection with the loans. Defendants defaulted on the first property by failing to make payments due and owing on July 1st of 2017. Then they defaulted on the second property by failing to make the payment due and owing on September 1st, 2017. In December of that same year of 2017, Unity Bank filed a foreclosure complaint against Margaret and Joe, which was reported at the time of the filing. Mr. and Mrs. R claimed that they were, quote, unaware that the foreclosure action had been filed and they were not told by the reality stars. According to the court papers, the first property was sold on August 23, 2019 for $100. And the second, where Margaret and Joe lived today, was not sold. Mr. and Mrs. R sued Margaret and Joe in 2019 for breach of contract, breach of um, conveyance of good faith and fair dealing, fraud, unjust enrichment, and something, oh, um, unequitable lien and mortgage. The parties agreed to settle in April of 2021. Now, mind you... That's like a year and a half after COVID. The lawsuit claimed Margaret and Joe agreed to pay Mr. and Mrs. R over $280,000. Now, this does not include the legal fees. Remember, those are pending. This would be provided by the first payment of $25,000 and then $35,000 every 90 days from July of 2021 to October of 2022. And with a final payment of $45,000 on January of 2023. Now, Margaret and Joe allegedly made the first two payments and first two installment payments. But when January 14th of 2022 rolled around, they only paid them the 5,000 out of the 35,000 due. They initially sued for 180,000 at the time as that was the remaining amount for the settlement. Now it says past money troubles, Margaret has struggled with finances financials for years. This is all coming from the sun. The Sun previously reported Capital One sued her back in 2019 for over $12,000. Um, it was quoted to say the defendant failed to make periodic payments on the account and it was subsequently charged off. The entire balance on the account is owed to the plaintiff and is presently due and payable in full. The court papers continued that Capital One had demanded payment of the credit account, but the star of the hit Bravo show allegedly has failed and refuses to remit payment. She was ordered by a judge to payment. She was sued back in 2018 in March by a law firm for an unpaid legal bill in the amount of $3,500. Um, she was ordered to pay them back in the amount of $3,700 in July of 2018. Back in 2014, if you guys don't remember, there was like these competitor Vineyard Vines who sued her Macbeth collection for a trademark infringement. Now, this was right when Margaret was coming on the show, and she was saying that they had... I think her logo was like a fucking, sorry, it was like a whale. It was something, I don't want to say like generic, but like something basic. But it had like a way in it that was like unique, right? So it wasn't just like a whale, but it was like the tail, something was unique in it. And that is allegedly the same um, trademark, you know, the same sign that she made for herself. So, um, on November 27th of 2019, on the episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, said of the lawsuit, I'm coming off a rough couple of years. I've had horrible lawsuits with Vineyard Vines. They accused me of stealing their logo, which I 
did not do. I settled for around $300,000 because I could not afford to go to trial. I filed for bankruptcy in my business. They put a lien on my property. I'm up to my eyeballs in legal, legal bills. But those financial woes didn't stop her from renovating her home as she showed off the rock and roll hall theme she had in 2021. She told Bravo TV, this is a restoration as opposed to a renovation. Updating a 115-year-old home isn't like building a new house. I had a feeling it was going to take a long time. On this week's Real Housewives in New Jersey, Teresa Judice throws drinks at Margaret during a nasty fight. Teresa accused Margaret of spreading rumors about her fiancé, Louis Rialis, involving his alleged past. So, this is a lot of financial woes, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is. I'm not, like, laughing to be funny. I'm just laughing to be like, wow, this is a lot of financial woes, okay? I mean, I'm seeing 200,000, 300,000. We got two different sets of friends that they screwed. We got Lori Ann and John Wayne, and I'm not going to give their last name. I actually said it back earlier, but there was an account, 200,000 they took from them. Um, then there was Capital One for 800,000. Then there was the IRS for 200,000. Then there was the other couple um, for $180,000. And then there was also Mr. and Mrs. R for 165. And then uh, let's see here. Ooh. Then eventually, I think that the defendants had entered um, a totaling of over $330,000. Oh my gosh, guys, that's crazy. Oh, 2017, she had Unity Bank. They had $12,000 suing her for. Um, and then what happened was Mr. and Mrs. R, they, they, even though, okay, so they sue Margaret and Joe, Joe and, and Margaret lose, um, they set up a payment plan and Joe and Marge only pay for a certain amount of time. I think, I don't know, like six months or something. And then they just stopped paying again. So Mr. and Mrs. R had to sue Margaret and Joe again in 2019 for a breach of contract because they weren't holding up their end of the deal. Um, that lawsuit claimed Margaret and Joe agreed to pay them 280k, and then I think they did they default on that as well. I I think when this article came out, they it was right around that time, so we don't really know. Um, we do know that in March of 2018, there was a law firm for 3500 and 3700 in 2018. So there you have it, guys. Those are just um a couple of uh, the legal situations that we saw margaret dealing with when she came on this show this was initially posted by the sun again published by Teresa rocco um, on april 14th of 2023 so i would say um over a year old but still full of a lot of factual information i would like to know a little bit more about this two hundred thousand dollars that's supposedly owed to the irs um because you got to make money right to spend money don't you <laughs> Right? Isn't that what Karen uh, Huger said? Karen Huger said, honey, I had to make millions to owe millions. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave you with a little bit. I wanted to do a little bit more of a... I want to go into, since we're already on the subject and we're doing our podcast anyway. I'm going to talk to you guys really quickly. I was going to save this for a different briefing because it's so much information. But with all of these Karens and people I hear calling Teresa a criminal, Margaret Joseph's calling me a criminal, I just wanted to remind everyone of this this um, situation that happened back on the Real Housewives of New Jersey way back in the day. Um, 
I would say 2018 or 19, the Real Housewives of New Jersey got to go through the embarrassment of Joe and Melissa actually bringing in a um, luxury mastermind car scammer. And he was actually featured on the show. So let me tell you guys a little bit about him. He went on the run. He was on America's Most Wanted. I think he's caught now. And I don't know. He's either serving his time, served it, whatever. That's None of that is neither here nor there. The most important part of this article that I want you guys to understand is that they run with the same people they put down, right? In one, in one breath, you're going to call Teresa and Josie Joe a criminal. And in the next breath, you're going to go do business with a mastermind of a luxury car scam. So it's like, come on, guys, what's it going to be, right? What is it going to be, okay? So um, just giving you guys a little bit of a rundown, he did go by the nickname Bobby when he appeared on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, and he had been on the run since 2014 when he was arrested, um, I think in, where was he arrested at? He was, he was a New Jersey businessman. I think he was arrested in Scotland because he was originally Scottish. And he was accused of duping customers and financial firms at a car dealership and faces up to 100 years in prison if he's convicted. Now, he opened up this motor group in 2013. He maintained a high profile, and he appeared in um, alongside Joe and Melissa Gorga and Jacqueline Laredo. Members of the show's cast were also among their clients. He was added to the FBI's 10 most wanted white collar crime list and a $20,000 reward was put up for him. The poster said, Quan has a scar on his right arm. He has ties to and may travel to the United uh, Canada, the United Kingdom, or Pakistan. Um, special agent, I wrote name him so he can get some credit in here. Uh, special agent in charge was Gregory. Um, his last name was E-H-R-I-E of the FBI's Newark field office and he says quote mr kwan came to the sobering reality that he could not outrun the fbi people who flee to other countries to avoid prosecution only delay the inevitable and live every day with the knowledge that they could still be in pursuit mr kwan obviously reached that conclusion that it wasn't worth it the newark field office would like to thank the dedicated members of law enforcement whose hard work and determination forced the hand of this fugitive and will now bring him justice so um, it says Quan is now, he was being held in Bergen County at the time when they did get in contact with him and they are accusing him of running massive fraud involving supercars, including Lambos, Porsches, and Rolls Royce. And he's accused of obtaining loans from a bank for cars he never delivered for which the purchaser was still responsible for. Ooh, we, um, they said he obtained loans for cars that were not delivered before which neither he nor the company had the titles for. Um, as a result, the purchaser of these vehicles were liable for the loan, but they couldn't register the vehicle. So, uh, yeah, this is like this is the person that the Gorgas do business with. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Shit, I'm a criminal. I'm just saying don't go around calling people criminals when you, you know, have criminal friends, criminal family. And, you know, like, I, I don't think this guy was a bad guy. He seemed funny when he was on the show, you know, like he was um, he was their Bentley car dealer. And, and the whole theme was that Melissa was banging up the Bentley and that uh, she, she was always having an accident. Oh, my gosh. We got to take the Bentley in. The Bentley, the Bentley, the Bentley, the Bentley. And then Radar Online shortly after that ran an article that said, Real Housewives of New Jersey star Joan Melissa Gorga give up costly Bentley. 5K monthly lease was just too expensive. You think? And then it went in to talk about how they thought that they had just taken the lease of the loan due to the show. Um, 
and because they wanted to, of course, you know, look fancy, outdo Teresa and Juicy Joe, who, if they were having any sort of uh, financial troubles at the time, you know, that was, you know, Melissa was always all about that. So, yeah, so I just wanted to come on. I'm just kind of doing a little bit of a history week um, on the Real Housewives of New Jersey and some things, some blasts from the past and different things that um, I ran across in my deep dives lately that I thought you guys might enjoy. So I'm going to be putting on some different content, some different articles. You guys are just simply going to have to give me your input and let me know if it's something that you're interested in or not. Make sure that you guys are emailing me at housewifehistorian2022 and go check out my YouTube channel for even more content. Bye, guys.